This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February 25th, 2018. Battle Plan for Prayer, The Power and Priority of Prayer. You've just got to love the honesty and the innocence when a child goes to God with their concerns and just their thoughts. It's just so much fun to watch. And shouldn't we go to God as children that same way? So just want to say good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. If you're here for the first time, I'm usually not flying solo. I'm part of a tag team preaching uh, team. My husband, Alan, is here, and I'm here only. Alan had a knee replacement on Tuesday. And in fact, I, I think he's worshiping with us today. Hi, Alan. Everybody say hi to Alan. Yeah, woo. All right, I hope you're doing good uh, this morning. So I am a sinner who has been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me, please? God, thank you so much for today, an opportunity to gather in worship, to hear your word found in scripture, to connect with one another. It's no accident that any one of us are here, so I would pray that we could settle in and really receive what it is that you would want to speak to each one of us about. I pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. So we're talking about talking to God. This is a season in the church that we call Lent, L-E-N-T. And it's a season, you won't find Lent in the Bible. It's something that the church designed to help us focus on a deeper relationship, going deeper with God. It started Ash Wednesday. We were here together for a special service, and it goes to Easter Sunday. It's 40 days. Sundays don't count because Sundays are considered mini Easter's every single week where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. The whole purpose of this season of Lent is to draw us closer to God. It's a time of introspection, self-reflection, and evaluation of our relationship with God. Now we spend this time doing this by reading the Bible more, by uh, practicing spiritual disciplines like fasting. Now, Alan fasted. He's in a process of giving up spaghetti and bread. Wow. Amazing. Even under the influence of drugs, he's not asking for them. <laughs> so, um, but we're supposed to replace those um, yearnings that we want of, of things or food instead for God. Also, spiritual disciplines are a worship, which you're doing today, but it's just not about today. It's about every day, lifting our hearts and our praises to the Lord. Serving's a spiritual discipline. Thank you for serving and making Connection Church a place where we can gather and be radically welcomed in Jesus' name. Today, we're talking about the spiritual discipline of prayer. Prayer. Why is prayer so important? 
Well, duh, we're in church. You would expect me to say that prayer is important, but it is, and we just need to stop and really focus on that uh, today and, and every day, actually, because we say it's almost every week we quote John 10, 10. Satan comes. Primary purpose is to, you know it, steal, kill, and destroy. Absolutely, steal our hope, kill our, um, kill our dreams, and destroy our lives, our souls. We are in a cosmic battle, and Satan is the enemy. We talked about that on Ash Wednesday. This is serious stuff. Satan's not just some archaic concept, some idea or personification of, of bad. Absolutely not. Satan's absolutely real, and he wants you, and he wants me. So we are in the battle of our lives, the battle of our lives, and what's at stake? Our very souls. That's why this series that started a couple weeks ago is called The Battle Plan for Prayer. We're using the book by Stephen and Alex Kendrick, um, Battle Plan for Prayer. I've done it in Bible study. Some of you have done it as well. And it was really kind of a radical thing. And so some of what we say will come out of this. Ask any soldier, where, when you go into battle, you better have a plan. You better have a plan or you will lose the battle. Our primary weapon in this battle is prayer. And so that's what we'll focus on today. Um, actually, let me back it up a little bit. When we started on Ash Wednesday, we talked about the legacy of prayer. And then last week, we talked about the purpose of prayer. Today, we are going to talk about the power and authority and priority of prayer. Power of prayer. Near the end of the message last week, we shared an excerpt from this book um, that actually gives the definition of prayer, and I'd like to read it to you. Prayer is the communion with God in order to, and I'm going to say a little more than that's on the um, screen, intimately know, love, and worship him, understand and conform. We talked about that last week. I don't really like that word, conform, but we should conform our lives to his will and ways and say the third thing with me. Access his kingdom, power, and glory. We shared that when we pray, we are in a position to tap into God's heavenly resources. Heavenly resources. Seeking God um, with the things that uh, we need to talk to God about. Actually, with everything. And then God reveals God's glory in various situations. That's the point of prayer. That's what we talked about last week, to glorify God. We talked about prayers that are answered, and God answers prayers that glorify God. We also said that with God, all things are possible because God allows us to tap into those possibilities, those incredible, um, re the incredible resource of power while, while God reveals God's glory in the process. Tapping in to God's power, what is that like? Well, in a very practical way, uh, 
we recently got back from India and we had to pay attention to the electricity. Here in the US, we have our, our plugs are 120 volts, right? Not an electrician, but Jeff C. Van is, and he like nodded when I said that. But when we went to India, it was 240 volts. So what do you think would happen if I plugged my computer into the wall? It would like fry it. That wouldn't be a good thing. And so we had to have a converter. Now, that power of 120 volts, which is a lot, you know, if we get zapped, or 240 volts, which is even more, is nothing, nothing compared to the power that God puts at our fingertips through prayer. Prayer is the most powerful resource that we have, God's power. I want to talk about, uh, before I get into the power of prayer, though, I need to back it up a little bit and talk about the fullness of God. God's fullness has three aspects. God the Father, Jesus Christ his Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's one God, but three aspects of God. Difficult to understand. If you're trying to be analytical, it doesn't work. It's just something that we accept in faith. And so the, the Godhead of the Holy Spirit is our power source. We can tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus promises us his Holy Spirit. After he spent the three years in ministry and he was about to take that journey to the cross, be crucified, die, bury, resurrect, but then ascend to be with God, the fa his father, he talked about this power that would be available to us. He, would, he said and he promised that we would never, ever be stranded. We would not have um, be left to our own resources. And so as he was pre preparing his disciples, and he prepares us as well, I'd like to read out of the gospel, the good news of John. John 14, verses 18, 19, and 25, 26. Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. But check this out. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So here we have it. The Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Three in one, the Trinity. What a promise. God has given us through Jesus. Also, we read pretty much the same thing in the book of Luke. Luke is another one of the Gospels, the good news. And again, this is just before he goes to heaven to be with his father. And there's a series of 50 days when he appears to the disciples and to others. And Jesus says to them, I am going to send you what my father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power on high. I love that image 
of being clothed with power. We've talked about Ephesians 6 where we have in the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation. But here's another image for us to hold on to being clothed with power. Think about waking up in the morning and as we're getting dressed, imagining that we're being that we're putting on a power and it's not our power, but it's the power of God Jesus through the Holy Spirit. I just love that thought. Power. It's a pretty big word, isn't it? We looked in the dictionary and at the definition, but it also led us to the Greek of the word power. And guess what it is? The word is dynamis. What do you think of when you see that word? Dynamite. Wow. The power of prayer, the power of the Holy Spirit is like dynamite. That is incredible. Why wouldn't we plug into that? Why wouldn't we? That is such power at our disposal through the Holy Spirit. There's a guy named Paul. He wrote a lot of the second half of the Bible, and he talks about those spiritual forces of, of evil and the power that is at our disposal he wrote a letter to the Corinthian church in Greece. So this is the second, second Corinthians, the second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish, can you hear that? Demolish, dynamite, strongholds. Our weapon is prayer. Going to God with whatever it is, whatever's going on in our heart, whatever's going on in our lives, our relationships, issues, challenges at work or at school, or personal things that we're struggling with. I talked about that a little bit last week. Going to God. And um, as the scripture says, they have divine power, this power of prayer, to demolish strongholds. We don't use that word stronghold very much. Let me define it for you. A stronghold is an incorrect thinking pattern, an incorrect thinking pattern that has molded itself into our way of thinking. Incorrect thinking pattern that's molded itself into our way of thinking. And so these strongholds have the capacity to affect our feelings, how we respond to various situations in life, and they play a really large role in our spiritual freedom. Strongholds are like being in prison, being in chains. And when the power of God comes upon us and we give it to God, sometimes it takes years, but and we're released from the stronghold, there is a freedom like none other. The weapon of prayer is tapping into this divine power that can demolish those strongholds. In the book, uh, Battle Plan of Prayer, uh, we read this. Prayer can do anything, because with God all things are possible. 
it can reach out and address any issue that is, anyone is facing anywhere on the earth. It can be silently engaged without the enemy ever hearing the life-changing conversation going on in our heads and hearts with our commander-in-chief. It can reach out and address any issue any one of us is facing. I'd like for you to check out um, how prayer helped our grandson Jacob just last week. Take a look. Hey Jacob, so tell me about the day you had a headache. So, one day at school, like, I had a headache, then like, I tried pressing my pressure points, but it didn't work. So, my choice was to pray to God, and he took my headache away. He took your headache away? Mm hmm How did that make you feel? It made me feel so happy. Yeah. Have you ever prayed to Jesus about that kind of thing before? Not really. And so you were just sort of kind of in trouble and didn't know where else to turn? Mm hmm Yeah. So who is Jesus to you? So Jesus is like a hero that saves me. He saves you. What does mm -hmm. he save you from? Like sin stuff. Oh. And bad stuff. Okay. You okay if I show all this at church? Mm -hmm. All right. Love you, buddy. Bye. You know, that was take one. I just said, hey, can you talk to me about that? Because he had called me on the way home from school and said, guess what I did? And here's what happened. And so he stopped over and I just said, will you share that? And he goes, yeah. And I just held my phone. So that was, that was pretty unrehearsed, especially like who is Jesus to you? So... I am so grateful not only to his mom, my daughter, our daughter, and his dad, Kyle, um, but to you, Connection Church, because Jacob started in the nursery, and you loved on him. Then he went to First Look, and he heard about Jesus there, and then now he's in the garage, and he's learning all kinds of life apps and scripture, and it won't be long before he's in these youth rooms over here, because it takes all of us to help shape our young people so thank you so much for pouring into Jacob. And um, if you're led to serve in those areas, it's really, really important. A nine-year-old goes to God and receives an answered prayer. You know, he risked trying that out. And that's something that we should try out as well. Alan and I were involved in answered prayer in India, and we did not even realize that we were in the midst of answered prayer. When we were visiting Carmel Community School, and it's, um, the school is, has got about 800 kids now, but it's on the land that Connection Church bought um, some years before. Anyway, when we walked into the school, there's all these cute little kids, and you know, I know they have all these kinds of needs, but I walked into the library, which is about the size of uh, one of our closets, and I felt this overwhelming sense that we, not you, Alan and I, we needed to buy them a computer for their library. And I'm like, a computer? Really? I want to buy shoes and books and buy food. And it's like, no, buy a computer. Like, okay. So I said to Alan, Alan, we need to buy a computer. It's like, okay, because whenever he or I get these little nudges, we listen and say, okay, just release the money. And so we released the money. We went to Koshi and Joyce and said, 
uh, we want to buy the library a computer. And they gave us three quotes and then went and bought it. And then a couple days later, we went into the library and they had all the fixins of, of this desktop, tabletop computer. And they brought us scissors on a little tray and wanted us to cut the ribbon. I mean, it was a really big deal for them. And so we did it, and we're like, oh, isn't this great? We're buying them a computer. Okay. And then we went upstairs, and we talked to, uh, gave a word of encouragement to their staff, like 200 people of their staff. And um, then we came back down to the library where they wanted us to turn on the computer, you know, ceremonially. And we're like, no, we're not going to turn on the computer. This is your computer. This is for you. And so the three uh, teachers turned on the computer, and it fired up, and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Pastor Koshi and Dr. Joycey said this. They said, thank you so much for answering our prayers. Two weeks ago, we sent our staff for training in how to do computers here in the library. We had no idea where a computer would come, but we knew a computer would come. We're like, wow, really? Here we're thinking we're doing good, but we were in the midst of this greater plan that had nothing to do with us and everything to do with God, and God set it up. Isn't that so cool how that happens? It's like, yeah, I want to buy shoes. No, buy a computer. Okay. So you just do it. And it just do it. Respond when you have these little nudges, whether it's financial or reaching out to somebody. It's really, really important. It was super humbling to be involved in God's greater plan that didn't have anything to do with us. So does every prayer that we lift to God get answered? Well, I would say no, but sometimes it's yes, like the answer's no, <laughs> or maybe, or not yet. But some of my most intense, desperate prayers have not been answered the way I wanted. For example, I prayed really, really hard for a period of many months for my parents to not divorce, and they did. I also prayed really, really hard over a period of a very long time for restoration of a particular relationship. It never was restored. I prayed intensely to pass a particular exam that was critical in my career, and I didn't the first time around. And so that would lead me to say that God said no. But here's the thing in all of that. As I have a little bit of distance from some of that, even though there was a lot of pain in some of those situations, and actually all of those situations, God used those times to draw me closer. I wasn't a pastor. I was a young mom in some of this time. And to draw me closer and closer and closer. And so God was glorified in those situations, not the way I wanted, but it's the way God, God used it anyway. 
to draw me closer. God can use your very tough circumstances to draw you closer as well, and then God will get ultimately glorified when we're closer to him. There are lots of prayers that are answered, though. We can't argue with that. As a church, we have experienced prayer together, answered prayers together, and it deserves repeating because we have to remember that God is very serious about our mission to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Absolutely. If this is your first time here, we don't own this space. This is Lee's space. This was never going to be our home. We tried, but it didn't work out that way. And so 10 years ago, some land was purchased about two and a half miles north. And after a very, very, very long process, there's action. Steel will be going up soon. Needs to dry out, but it's all good. But we have experienced miracles through the process. Remember, uh, an Easter or two ago, we talked about our $1 million miracle where we were asked by Del Dot to um, relocate pipeline. And that's like overwhelming. We thought it was a showstopper. We think we're done. Next thing we know, we're no longer required to move that pipe. That kind of didn't make sense. But we're like, yes, God, thank you so much. And then how about those poles to the tune of 50000 you know, a total of $50,000 to move the poles? Next thing we know, it's really not next thing. We're like, last minute, can it happen? But, let, you know, next thing we know, Verizon is doing it for us. They didn't have to do that. Or how about putting a sidewalk in front of our church up on 301 where nobody walks. So it was a sidewalk from nowhere to nowhere. We were told we had to do it. And um, for $32,000, we could pay it to avoid putting the sidewalk in. Go figure. The next thing we know, we didn't have to build a sidewalk. Amazing. And here's the thing. We know that we had some help from people in various places, from the political scene to the business scene. But we also know the overwhelming help came from the one who is unseen. Amazing. Amazing. Our prayers were definitely answered and will continue to be because God is very serious about our mission to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Everything's at our disposal with this power that I speak of. It's absolutely incredible. So the other day, um, a physical therapist came to the house to start Alan's home treatment. He's got some about a week of home, and then we start going to, uh, I say we because it takes both of us right now, and um, he's going to go to outpatient or therapy at a, at a place three times a week. So there's this one exercise. He's got like 15 exercises three times a day, and um, the one exercise at the very end, if you've ever had a knee replacement, you might know what I'm going to say. He has to put his leg up on a chair and it's a stretch and I'm thinking hey I love the stretch this is like gonna be a piece of cake so get them all set up and I see him go like that and I say 
hey, Alan, it looks like you're praying or something. And he goes, I am. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Because he had to do that for 10 minutes. And it's the wor he has a different word for that exercise than what's on the paper. But it's a really, really intense one. And um, hi, Alan. And um, <laughs> he needs God to get through it. I thought it was really cute. Yesterday, he has his headphones on, and he's got, I could hear the hallelujah chorus coming through. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get through this. And he did, through the power of prayer. Over and over and over again, we see prayers answered in the Bible, here at church, in our personal lives, and in the lives of others. So it's hard to argue that God does not answer prayer. So then the question becomes, if we know that God does answer prayer, I mean, not the way we all want them, but God does answer prayer. Can I get an amen on that? Okay, we know that. Why don't we make it a priority? Why don't we make prayer a priority if we know that God's active and wants to answer prayer? The Kendrick brothers share in their book that God has strategically made prayer part of his sovereign plan for our lives. It's like oxygen to our spiritual lives. It provides the needed wind in our sails to propel everything we do as believers. And, say the rest with me, it's the unseen key to the success of every ministry of the church. Please pray for our church and every ministry of the church because prayer is a key, a very important, crucial key. But again, why don't we make it more of a priority? It's really not so easy. You think it is. I think it is, but it's not. You know, our schedules are pretty busy. We get up, we get distracted, we hit the ground running, and then the next thing you know, it's nighttime and our head's on the pillow. And it's like, oh boy, I missed the God time today, or it just wasn't long enough. So our schedules are one reason why we don't. Another reason might be pride. Pride. We think that we can handle thing or things ourselves. It's like, yeah. We're like little G gods. We'll, we'll take care of everything, God. Thank you very much. Perhaps another reason why we don't make prayer a priority is because we may not trust that God really does have power that we cannot see. So we just don't do it. Or maybe we think that God really doesn't care. That the details of our life, perhaps we've gone through some hard time, perhaps we have gone to God and God hasn't answered the prayer the way that we have wanted, and so we just end up saying, God doesn't care anyway, so I'm just not going to do it. None of those reasons could be farther from the truth. None of them. You see, God wants a personal relationship with you, every single one of you and me the kind of relationship where we talk about everything, the kind of relationship that we share what's going on in our lives. But that can only happen when prayer is a priority, when we make prayer the priority in our lives. Think about this. God's son 
Jesus prioritized prayer in his life. Jesus got up, prayed in the morning, and you think about Jesus, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. Don't even hold a candle to Jesus' life and how he was mobbed everywhere he went, but he still took time out to spend time with his Father in heaven. One of the memorable prayers in Scripture that we see Jesus uh, praying is when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, the night that he was to be betrayed. He took his disciples with him. He took, actually, his, his BFFs, Peter, James, James, and John, and said, just, just pray with me. Just stay with me. And they went, and some of you might know the story. They fell asleep, just like I did this morning when I got up at 5. It's good I set the alarm. Yeah. So I can't imagine, though, these disciples... There they are. Jesus is in their midst, and they fall asleep. But that's true for us. Jesus is in our midst, and we fall asleep, so to speak. God wants us. God wants to be in relationship with each one of us. So if prayer is so powerful, why don't we make it a priority? Because pridefully, we think we can do it ourselves, and we are self-sufficient and we don't have a need for that dependent relationship that really God created for us to be in with God. This week, starting today, we want to encourage you to ask God to take that pride away, take away your self-sufficiency, and be tap into God's power. That is absolutely mind-blowing and to talk to God about whatever it is, no matter how small it is or how big it is, and to seek God's will and way for your life through the Holy Spirit, to allow God to order your steps. Don't make it an after-the-fact thing, like when you've tried everything else. Make it the first thing, the priority, the top of your list. Go to God first and tap into the power of the Holy Spirit because it's like dynamite. Dynamite. Pow. I don't know about you, but I want some of that. I want some of that. And it's there for each one of us. That's the promise. That's the gospel. That's the good news of Scripture. That's the promise that we have. Let's live it. And let's believe it. Each week in your program, there's a little um, quarter sheet which, which has some points of what I spoke on, what we are going to speak about each week. But there's also a prayer. We suggest that you take this, put it in your Bible, put it on your counter, stick it on your fridge as a tool to help draw you closer to God. And I would invite you to pray with me this prayer that's either on your screen or on your um, little insert. Would you pray with me, please? God of possibilities, please forgive us for relying on our wisdom, strength, energy, and ideas rather than abiding in you and seeking you first. 
Help us lay aside anything that hinders us from pursuing your best. Help us prioritize prayer and devote ourselves to it in our personal lives, our families, and our church. Make our church truly a house of prayer for everyone. Revive us again, O Lord. Help us walk in your strength and glorify you with all we do. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.